Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to episode 36 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we'll be actually having a change of tune this week, and we'll be talking about our rest of season top five players and also sleepers in every position, including IDP. So we'll be talking about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defensive linemen, linebackers, and last but not least, defensive backs. So looking forward to breaking this all down. And joining me, first of all, we have Chicks. Giddy up. We have Mo. Hey, 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 hey. And welcome back. Last but not least, we have Paul. Evening, guys. Evening, Paul. Good to have you back. So Sorry, I've been missing for a few weeks. No, what? that's okay. No, you've been very busy. Have you, um, have you been spending the last few weeks setting your line up to beat Amir in um, NFL Lads this week? Cause... Not just beat Amir, absolutely destroy Amir. <laughs> well, I was... It's going to be a 100-pointer, I think. I, I think that could be the highest score ever in that league. I'd need to check across the history, but... Let's, let's not check. Let's just accept it and give me a, like a token <laughs> award. To be honest, if I'm going to lose, I'd rather get absolutely hammered like that than lose a close one, which it looks like is going to happen in TBC, where I'm on course for the third high score of the week. And again, looks like I'm going to take an L. So uh... I thought you were going to say you'd rather lose to a non-contender than a... Says <laughs> 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 so, so the guy with an 0-3, soon to be an 0-4 record. Possibly 0-4, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kittle's brought you back in yeah. with absolute monster monster performance I'm just looking forward to the dress uh, box. <laughs> no, cre- credit where it's due paul we were saying before we started recording this is the best i've seen you in uh, across our leagues you're plus 50 on all the leagues um and you know i think three and one in a few of them so uh I'm, yeah I'm, very... kind of, I'm kind of hoping they call the season here and we just settle it as it is yeah, yeah that's, that's not gonna happen jesus <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say that. They're, the NFL's having a meeting today with all oh, the no. coaches. They're going to knock it down to twelve, aren't they? I I, I think they're going to create a bubble. Some teams have always created a bubble. Uh, they've actually maintained a bubble throughout the throughout the season. Um, and I think they're going to try to either either just be more careful or or just if you can't just create a bubble in your in where in your vicinity in your area. So here's a question: If they create a bubble, will the Patriots deflate theirs a little bit? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, you got Cam already with the positive test, so I, w- I won't put that past them. <laughs> Where there's a bill, there's a way. <laughs> so let's start with quarterbacks then. Uh, I'll just run you through the rankings as they are. And we're using six point per touchdown scoring in um, in our league. So as it stands, we know there's a couple of more games to go. So the Chiefs, Packers, uh, Falcons and uh, Patriots still to play but as it stands we've got Russell Wilson in one Josh Allen in two Dak Prescott in three who put up an absolute ridiculous performance yesterday against me in few leagues Kyler Murray in four Patrick Mahomes in five that's bearing in mind he's yet to play um, his fourth game Lamar Jackson currently in sixth Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers and then Matt Stafford I'm going to stop it there. So rest of the season, what would your top five be, uh, Chiggs, if you had to pick, and in order, preferably? Um, so Mahomes won still. I think, yep. um, you know, what you've seen him do, he's already, did you say, fifth or sixth, but playing, you know, he's only played three games. 
So, you know, it's it's the Pat Mahomes of old and, you know, the weapons he's got at his disposal. I can't really see anyone beyond him as number one. Um, Dak, number two for me. Um, Russell Wilson, three. Josh Allen, four. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson sneaks in at five, but is very close with Kyler Murray. Interesting. And Paul? Yeah, not quite the same. Um, I'd take Russell first, then Patrick, um, Prescott, and then Josh Allen. And actually, I think I'd, for choice, I'd end up with um, Kyler Murray over Lamar at the moment. Cool. And Mo, rounding off. Oh, man. I freaking chicks basically copied my cheat sheet there. Um, Mahomes, number one, I think. Dak, number two. Uh, then I'm going Russell. Then I'm going Josh. And then um, tough between Kyler and uh, Lamar, but I'm, I'm going to actually go with Paul on this one. Put Kyler. I'm also going to. I'm also going to just go ahead and put Kyler, Jackson, and Stafford as my surprise little pick. Kyler, Lamar, Jackson, and Stafford. Did you say? Oh, so yeah. I, I, I think they're going to be somewhere fighting for that fifth spot. So what I'm finding interesting is nobody's shown any love to Aaron Rodgers, who's been pretty phenomenal himself. The this thing year. with Rodgers is like for me, he's he's on the you know, he obviously he's shown how awesome he is, right? And for me, he's still you know, arguably the best QB in the league, you know, behind Mahomes. But um, he doesn't have that rushing ability that all of those guys have, and obviously maybe to a lesser degree Mahomes, but all of those other guys are hurting you on the ground as well. So, you know, the touchdowns, what Rogers will get you a few of those, but I don't think he's got the same level of upside as the others do. No, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't. Right. And that's, that's the thing in real life. Rogers is significantly higher than he is in fantasy. But you, you get some, Josh Allen gets so many points with his legs. Right? But, that's you a, know, yeah, but for he's, me, he's, he's a goal line back, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I'd say for me, Josh Allen has been, probably my biggest and most pleasant surprise from the season. I thought he was going to have a good year, but I didn't think he'd be this good. And, you know, adding Stefan Diggs, who absolutely looks like an absolute stud at the moment as well. Um, you so, know, it's helped him, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't cheat if you've got the uh, stats up there, but on a per game basis, um, who do you think is, see if you can guess the top four in terms of rushing. So you've got Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. We know Kyler and Lamar are rushing at outrageous rates. Um, but could you guess the top four in order? I think Josh, I think um, I haven't got the stats, but I reckon Josh Allen's actually been, he's had a couple of really big ones, hasn't he? Are you talking about yards or attempts? Uh, or rushing yards. Allen gets the rushing touchdowns, so I don't, I don't yeah. think he's any big runs. Yeah, so Al- 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 a couple, which I think distorts him. I'm going to say um, Wilson probably. Is, I'm going to say Wilson as well. Sneakily up there, but like I think Allen's, they say getting the touchdowns. I think Wilson's maybe getting more yardage. I reckon Mahomes is last actually. I was in Mahomes last as well. Yeah, so it might surprise much. you that. In three games, Patrick Mahomes, I think, has the most yards per game. He's on wow. 80 yards. Really? Russell Wilson is second on 95 yards. 
Dak Prescott is third with 86 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. And Josh Allen in fourth with 83 yards and three touchdowns. So Dak and Josh Allen are very, very close in terms of their uh, rushing touchdowns and points. I was just surprised to see Mahomes has been rushing so much. I guess uh, mm-hmm. teams are trying to get him out of the pocket and he's got so many weapons. But bit of a surprise factor there with his rushing. We'll see if he can keep it up against the Patriots tonight. Out of interest, what's, um, what's Aaron Rodgers' um, rushing stats for the year? Yeah, five yards, maybe <laughs> five <laughs> attempts for 26 yards. Oh, <laughs> 26 yards. That's, that's just pretty impressive. He's the only QB in the top 15 with a reception. He's got one reception on one target <laughs> for minus six yards. Oh, I just kind <laughs> of just got batted in the air, didn't it? Uh, so a few sleepers the then, rest of the year sleepers, or if you're a win now team, potentially trade targets who you think of. Flattered to deceive so far. Any QBs that come to mind when I say that? Justin Herbert's been pretty good. I mean, I know you can't really call him sleeper as such, but he's outside the top 10 on average, I guess. Always around there. But uh, My guy, yeah. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford was one coming into the season. I think we're all high on him. You know, so having Golladay backs obviously helped as well. Oh, I hate Stafford. <laughs> He looks like someone I don't like. <laughs> always annoyed me for eight forever. No good reason. Um, yeah. I think my... Sorry, go on. Um, like Joe, Joe Burrow is one. Um, absolutely love it. I don't think you're going to get him, but, you know, he's, um, especially in Dynasty, but just the, the sheer volume that he's been throwing at, mm. you know, I think uh, that's been really nice. I think that, that offense will get better as the season goes on. Now you see sort of mixing get his groove back yesterday so now hopefully you know they can have a bit of um the, the ground game to worry about as well so who's your most disappointing quarterback so far this season uh, carson wentz oh yeah that's a good one oh, i think sean i mean i you know, i need to sean would be a bit of a worry but he's really <sighs> yeah but if you I, look I, at the start that he's had right i think that yeah. uh, largely that's down to the uh the start i'd say He's had tough fixtures, yeah. but that I don't think he's going to be that great this year. Uh, just no. looking at those weapons, um, yeah. it's it's rough. You know, it's not very good there. Um, well, I think we and, said this before, right? Like, you know, you, you've lost Luke Hopkins, and the the rest of the cast around he's not, you know, not of that level. And we said, you know, we were putting Kyler above him, you know, coming into the season because of the way that offense was trending, and you know, you've got. Yeah, I mean, you've taken away his best weapon, and he's he's still playing well. To be fair, but uh... yeah, I tell you who I think's been disappointing: Drew Brees. Um, mm-hmm. Considering, yeah, fair. he's one of the earlier QBs uh, taken. I think he's outside, the, certainly outside the top fifteen. You know, That's outside the top twenty. Yeah, it might be outside the top twenty. So and twenty, yeah. And I've had to rely on him in a few leagues, and it's not been. Very good, but if, if if you're a team that's trying to win now and you've got somebody rebuilding who's got Breeze, um, then maybe try and make an offer and work something out. Right, running backs. Uh, I don't think it'll surprise anyone when I say the first two names, but it is Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. Uh, in three, you've got Zeke Elliott, 
in four, you've got Aaron Jones, but he's got a game to play tonight. Uh, number five might surprise people. It's James Robinson. Uh, James Robinson's RB5 on the year. And then a few other names. You've got Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, then Jarek McKinnon, and then Nick Chubb. Uh, and then Derek Henry, who's not played, obviously, this week. Um, so a lot of names to break down there. If you had to pick in a... PPR league, let's say top five rest of the season. How would you go there, Chiggs? Uh, Alvin Kamara number one. <laughs> um, absolutely, you know, looks beast, excellent, <laughs> so good. Um, Dalvin Cook, you know, obviously assuming injury, injury, you know, injury free. Uh, assuming Dal- injury free, yeah, yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook too. Um, Tempted to go Christian McCaffrey three, just you know, even if he can't. Blasphemy! Yeah, I think when you're doing rest of the season, he's he's only supposed to miss one more game. Yeah, so it makes sense. So I'll probably put CMC in there. Just he's he's that good. <clears throat> um, Kareem Hunt at number four for me. Um, with Nick Chubb obviously being out probably for six games now. Still feels a bit high for me. Um. I just don't see any sort of, you know, he's already having, I think he's what, RB9 or 10 on the year, mm. sharing a load of workload with Nick Chubb. And now he's going to get all of that volume. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Nick Chubb, um, Kareem Hunt's going to be an absolute monster. And at number five, probably Chris Carson. Okay. <clears throat> Paul, how would you go top five rest of the season? Uh, yeah, well, Kamara, Jones and McCaffrey, uh, top three. Um, what's the status of... Um... Actually, sorry, yeah, I put Aaron Jones at number five. Sorry, I missed, missed him. Uh, yeah, Aaron Jones comes in at number five. Yep. Uh, uh, I can never say the guy's name. The San Fran uh, running back. Uh, most of Yeah. He's only up next week, isn't he? Yeah, may, he may be back for next week, actually. See, yeah. I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd go um, Kamara, Jones, Caffrey... Dalvin Cook, and then him, he who I cannot say. <laughs> he mostert. Um, cool. And Mo? Um, I'm going Kamara, CMC. Uh, what, like I'll third probably or... go... Sorry, go ahead. Third or something? Uh, so Kamara, CMC, then I'm probably going to go Jones, Elliot, and Cook. Mm. So no, no one went Josh Jacobs then. I think he he's one of my he's he's I think he makes my he's number six for me because uh, they right. just had a tough schedule. Rugs been out. They've been stacking the box. Um, I think he's going to do great. I think he's good, but he's I don't think he's up with those guys. I mean, I've, I've yeah. drafted him a couple of leagues, but he's just I think he's a step behind. Um, oh, I agree. I have Green Hunt in front of him, Carson. I probably have him maybe ten. Well, maybe, maybe nine. Well, where, where, what have you got, Anna? Uh I think for me, probably Kamara, but I think his usage will go down once Michael Thomas is back. You've got to bear in mind, Michael Thomas averaged about 12 targets a game. So, and I think that's a risk. Uh, Dalvin Cook, certainly. Aaron Jones, I think the way Green Bay are playing, um, Aaron Jones will get a lot of opportunity. Zeke and then CMC. So like like you, I think Jacobs... 
Carson just miss out. Um, I think when CMC's back, you've seen with Mike Davis, you know, yeah. how, uh, Brilliant. how productive he's been. And you add the quality of CMC in there. I think Dalvin Cooks looked phenomenal. Uh, I love that touchdown where he just pushed the uh, DB aside and ran it in. I think it was McKinney yesterday. Um, and then I, I like Miles Sanders a lot, but Eagles just look a bit rough at the moment. And their O-line is almost non-existent. So that's why yeah. he's not even in this list at the moment. It's a bit of a tough situation there. Uh, right, wide receivers. I'll run See, the through thing, the list. Sorry, the thing for me with uh, with Zeke, the reason I've got Zeke outside my top five is I don't think he's getting the same workload that he's had in previous seasons. You know, so he'll be there, there or thereabouts, but I don't think this is the Zeke of you know the last few years. Well, and the Cowboys' defense is so bad. They're being yeah. forced to throw. I mean, they exactly. were behind handsomely against the Browns yesterday. And, yeah, and Zeke just went missing, right? So, um, yeah, as long as their defense continues to be that bad, then you know they're going to be forced to throw. It's not going to be great game scripts for him, right? Yeah, I think players who are not quite up there yet, but will edge towards that RB1 numbers. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and CEH. Yeah. I think they're, you know, CEH has got a game today, so he could go absolutely off. Taylor's looked a little bit sluggish, I'm not going to lie. Um, he's not quite finding those holes, but I think better things are to come for him. Um, and a lot of these running backs like him, like Derek Henry, are going to have those games where nothing happens for a while, but I do like that he's been used in the passing game. And CEH, of course, you know, he's been used <clears throat> all over the pitch. Bear in mind as well, obviously, there's, um, I think, Austin Eckler's out maybe for the for the season, is he? Or They think he's going to be out. Well, it's a hamstring, so he'll probably be out for about a month. Okay. Um, you know, he'll probably go on IR with the way the rules are now. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll be out for a few weeks. So uh, Joshua Kelly season. And maybe Justin Jackson, if you've held on to him. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So if you Josh Kelly had a good start and he's had a poor couple of weeks, but you know you can't uh, you can't knock the volume he potentially is going to see now, right? So that might be sure. an interesting target if you see people if you see him on the waivers. You know, obviously you got to try and scoop him up. He had a horrific, horrific uh, fumble yesterday. Ah, oh, he played terribly yesterday. Yeah, and, and that kind of cost him, didn't it, in the end? Um, and they could have gone three scores up. I think he fumbled just when they're trying to kill the clock, basically. Uh, Kenyon Drake's been very disappointing. Yeah. After I, oh my god, yeah, for him. I know it's emerged today that he had an injury, and that's why Edmonds was in the game more. But starting to regret that trade I made (laughs) for uh, Drake at the moment. Yeah, I I think I think Drake and Gurley are the two that are sort of. Disappointed for me. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take uh, Drake off your hands. <laughs> I didn't have high hopes for Gurley, really. So I'm less disappointed by Gurley. Oh, the thing with it is, I think it's just his usage. You know, they're not, and you know, you probably could see it happening. But um, I thought with that offense, you know, he'd be getting more, you know, more share of the work, and you know, the goal line. You know, he's he's not getting that workload that you kind of want. 
Um, I, I think Brian Hill's going to be the guy you want on that backfield. Yeah. He's available. Oh, do Brian. you have him too? Uh, I do indeed. I have Brian Hill. <laughs> Uh, okay, so wide receivers again. Not many surprises here. DeAndre so Hopkins. Two, then. What was that? Sorry. Who's the number two wide receiver? After Hopkins. After Ridley. Uh, Ridley is actually first on a per game basis, but DeAndre Hopkins is number one. He's played the extra game compared to Ridley. Yes, for me, he's got thirty percent more, and it's pretty close, right? Yeah, no, Ridley's been outstanding this year, and uh, I know Chiggs sort of called that. Call yeah. the breakout before the start of the season. Um, and if you were fortunate enough to get him before the season started, then kudos to you because now he's unobtainable yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so New Hopkins, number one. Um, Amari Cooper, you'd be surprised that number two. Only two targets below New Hopkins. So while Hopkins has been seen as a target monster, Amari Cooper's at 37, Hopkins at 39. Uh, in fact, no, Amari Cooper's had more targets. Hopkins had more receptions. Amari Cooper, 51 targets in four games. It's quite high. Uh, Calvin Ridley at three, um, but he should, if he puts up even his floor, he should go number one on the season. Tyler Lockett at four, largely because of that three-touchdown game last week. Stefan Diggs, number five. He's had a really good season, looking impressive. Yeah. Uh, they've got a good three-headed monster there, actually, with Cole Beasley and John Brown. I'm liking the Bills' offense. Uh, a few more names then. Adam Thielen, Terry McLaurin, Alan Robinson, OBJ, Robbie Anderson. Kudos to Robbie. Uh, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, DK Metcalf. And lastly, C.D. Lamb, rounding off what would that be, like the top 20? Um, so, Paul, what would be your rest of the season top five? Um, Hopkins, Ridley, Diggs. Uh, Diggs at three. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then I thought that a little bit. Evans has been Evans has been good as and but so is Eli, like Odell was been terrible. Okay, pretty bad yeah. and amazing yesterday. And you could imagine that coming coming together a little bit, but I'm not sure he's really be consistent. I think I think I'll probably go um, uh, DK Metcalf. Okay. Oh, sorry. Did I have a Mara Cooper in there? Yes, I think you went Hopkins, Cooper, Ridley, Diggs, and Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. Might... Um, Newt number one. Um, yeah. Calvin Ridley number two, you know, just the, uh, the the touchdown potential with him as well, big playability. Um, I can't really argue with Amari Cooper's uh, targets at the moment. You know, he's he's putting up the numbers. Um, so yeah, if the volume sort of stays there, then yeah, I can see Amari Cooper at number three. And as we just talked about, you know, they're going to be forced to throw the ball quite a lot. Yeah, um, with the state of their defense, I think those are my top three. Um, Stefan Diggs, number four, been really, really impressed with how he's playing and how Josh Allen and him are linking up. Um, and then probably number five, oh, well, Michael, uh, Michael Thomas. Um, but you know, let's, let's 
let's take him out. He's, you know, um, he's obviously injured at the moment. Um, probably Alan Robinson. Okay. Just with um, Nick Foles, you know, his QB. I think um, Robinson's going to have a good, good, uh, good season. Mo? So, so we're basing this off of where they're going to fish in the season, right? Uh, we're saying rest of season. So between now and rest of season. Uh, let's, oh, between let's, now and rest of season. Okay, yeah, well so then, let's well, exclude the games tonight. Let's assume, you know, like so Ridley put a decent performance. But for week five onwards, week five to week 16, what would be your top five? Oh, then, then, I'm inclu- then I have to go Nuke. Um, I have to go Thomas and then Adams. And then I yeah. think I'm gonna. Then I think I'm gonna go Diggs. And then, uh, fifth one's tough. I'm gonna go Metcalf actually. I'll tell you what, I forgot about Thomas. When's Thomas due back? Even though I drafted him the first round in two next week, maybe next week, I yeah. think. Yeah, and Adams should be back as well, right? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Mark Thomas and Devonta Adams. If if they're if they're back next week, then you know they they slot in behind Nuke essentially. It, yeah, two and three. Yeah. So yeah, basically the remaining two, I guess, you're looking for two wide receivers. So I guess you guys would all go with, based on your rankings, you would have gone with Ridley and Cooper, maybe Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I think rest I'm of the season, I'm going to say Hopkins number one. Uh, I'm actually going to say Ridley number two. Um, I think once Julio's back, Ridley's openness just becomes a lot, a lot yeah. more uh, just easier to you know for ryan to target him i think number three will be thomas once he's back breeze has obviously been missing michael thomas uh traquan's not going to do what he did this week number four i think Devonte adams similarly especially with lazard out mm-hmm. for a while rogers is just gonna target the crap out of him i think and then it's hard to argue against Amari Cooper just because of how bad the defense is at the moment for the Cowboys. Dak's throwing at crazy numbers, throw, throwing more than Joe Burrow um, last couple of games, I think. So, uh, And then Diggs, yeah, honorable mention for the likes of Stephon Diggs. Um, Godwin and Evans, I think they're both going to have weeks where they get 30 and weeks where they get like eight or nine Robbie Anderson, I'm not sure he can keep up the production. OBJ, I need to see more before I can trust him. Uh, so, yeah, I think. Who's, um, who's disappointed for you? Uh, I'd say Tyreek. DJ Moore for me, for sure. DJ Moore's definitely disappointed. I think Tyreek's been a little bit disappointing. You'd expect him around that top five on uh, a per-game basis. I think he's just a bit. I think Tyreek. No, Tyreek's fine. Tariq's yeah, he's got this game. Don't forget, he's he's a game behind, right? I think he's top five. Yeah. Well, top oh, six. He is? Okay. Uh, who just, else is disappointed? Because when you see him, they're the week behind, right? He's he's had three touchdowns. I think he's had a touchdown every game. Yeah. So Tyreek, the thing with Hill is because he's had those touchdowns, it's it's saved him a bit, but it, it it's masked it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Ami is right. Like he hasn't played all that well but you know it's, it's, it's standard yeah it's a standard tyree kill though right he's not going to be a volume receiver correct yes, five I, I agree. For, for you know 50 yards and a touchdown you know and then one of those might be like a 60 yard reception so 
I think one player who's disappointed compared to where he was drafted would be Hollywood Bram. Uh, I know Ravens had a couple of down games, but I think, I don't know, where people were drafting him in redraft leagues, maybe just expecting a little bit more out of him. Do we have a bit of this? I think I did myself Hollywood Bram to finish as a top 36 wide receiver to one of you guys. For me, I think. Yeah, I need to check the sheet. I just, I just, I just couldn't, you know, just the quality of receivers, and I can, you know, he's, he's not in the, he's not nowhere near the top thirty-six at the moment, right? No, who so. uh, Hollywood Brown? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's pretty out there. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think one he... name to watch out for uh, rest of the season. It probably won't be top five, but it'll. I think it'll be top twelve. Is Kenny Golladay? Yeah, um, yeah, a bit of a yeah. man. Uh, I think Chris it's Godwin. I think Brady's desperately looking for a slot receiver yeah. and he used Scotty Miller Scott quite Miller's well. Been, yeah. so I think once Godwin's back, he's going to eat. But Evans is also the clear sort of a red zone target as well. So I'm not sure if that's going to hurt. So in terms of a couple of sleepers, right? I mean, I think I asked you about him before and I picked him up in um, a couple of leagues. But Tim Patrick, I mean, he's obviously had two good games now in a row. Yeah, I mean, while and now with Fantinjid as well, I think he's certainly someone you could probably plug in and in a flex spot. And even if not now, when you're getting to bye weeks, probably plug in. Uh, I don't think you can rely on him for production, um, but and he's going to be up against better corners. You know, he, he ate against the Jets, which we know they're a really bad team at the moment, um, but. Certainly, opportunity there, and there should be targets um, out there, you know, for someone like Patrick. My biggest disappointment: Cooks. Oh my God! Yeah, zero targets, zero catches last game against uh, just decimated secondary. Yeah, he's getting cut in pretty much all my leagues. Oh, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I think I think we mentioned this yesterday, last week, and we're like, oh, keep him for one more week, and he's off my roster this week and yeah. on my redraft. I agree. Him and, um, him and Ty Hilton are the two guys are off my uh, off my team pretty much. I think. Yeah. So moving on to tight end, then um, some of the names might surprise you, but bear in mind there's <laughs> there's been some injuries and uh, some people yet to play a game. So Darren Waller currently sits number one. But he's played a game more than the next guy, which is Travis Kelsey at number two. Uh, Noah Fant at number three, who now unfortunately looks like he's going to miss a chunk of time. Uh, George Kittle at four, considering he's missed time. He just put up the... In this game, he put up 50 points and his total yeah. season points are 62. So, he has what, 15 uh, catches yesterday, was it? 50, yeah, he's, he went 15 for 15 for 180 something yards, a touchdown. Yeah, the only drop he had was a two point conversion. Unbelievable. He, he said he's actually the only reason I'm still alive in my main league is because of him. So, next one might surprise you. It's Dalton Schultz, is uh, currently tight end six uh, before today's round of games. Mark Andrews has been a little bit touchdown dependent. TJ Hawkinson. I think Chiggs, uh, you own him in this league, so you'd probably be pleased that he's starting to put up steady-ish yeah. tight end one numbers. Um, Jonu Smith, who's uh, not played this week with the Titans on uh, and the COVID outbreak. A few more names, then Tyler Higby, 
thought he's been pretty good. Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Mike Gesicki, Jimmy Graham, and I have to end here, Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so a lot of names there. Most of them are the expected guys. Some are uh, surprise guys. So, Mo, if you had to say rest of season top five, who would you go? Easy. Number one, Kittle. Just total beast. Um, yeah. I, I watched the entire game last week, uh, yesterday, and oh my god. Uh, number one, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller. Uh, fan, just because of fans' injury, he's out. Um, then I'm going Andrews, and then Jonu Smith. Hmm, interesting. Paul? Yeah, Kittle and Kelsey. <sighs> I struggle a little bit after this. Um, I like Jono as well, but I'm not sure. Well, I, I probably have him. I think I'll probably have him third, actually. Um, I think one I and think two it, are pretty much set in everyone's, and then three and four seem very tricky. Yeah. Uh, outside of, as soon as you go outside of, yeah, the top two, you sort of. I think there's almost it clusters, right? So you say top two. For me, I've got, I'm going to have Kelsey one and Kittle two. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's horses for horses. Then it's Andrews and um, Waller are the next two guys. I think with fans injury, I think those, those two are the next two. Again, yep. they're three and four, you know, whichever way around. So it's that, it's, I think I think Paul, you know, you said that, that fifth, uh, eighth or ninth is probably a bit of a mishmash, right? It's a real struggle. Um, see, I, I really like Johnny Smith. Um, obviously, got him in TBC. I'm worried that maybe his production comes off a little bit when AJ Brown comes back. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I'm liking TJ Hawkinson. I think um, you know, even with Kenny Galladay back, he's been showing that you know he's still. It's not. It's not particularly exciting, but I'm hoping that will kind of build over the season. But, you know, he's being involved a lot more than he was last year, right? And he's obviously now injury clear as well. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, Kittle 1, Kelsey 2. I think Waller 3 and Andrews 4. And I own both of them. But I've I've seen the last couple of weeks, Waller's actually had some really bad drops. And yesterday had a bad fumble. Otherwise, his numbers could be... He had a couple of drop touchdowns the week before as well. So Waller could be number one by some distance here um, if it wasn't for some of those bad plays. But he's had, just talking targets, Waller's had 40 targets in four games. Um, Travis oh, that, that is that is a little caveat, though. Edwards and Ruggs are out. Yeah, true. I still think he's their best receiver, though, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'd say those four are a given. Number five, I'd probably say Zach Ertz, just because Eagles have got so little else yeah. at the moment. Now, obviously, cool. big caveat is whether they can protect Carson Wentz and give him time in the pocket, but he's always used Ertz. Um, so he has, but I can't see it. It's, he's so far behind at the moment, right? Also, with. Um... Dallas got it coming back as well, right? He's going to eat into some of that as well. True. Because other names, then, as you say, you're talking Hawkinson, Smith, Higby, maybe Hunter Henry, those sorts of names. It's, yeah, you just get into that sort of 
middle tier of guys that you know can any given week give you a tight in one production but you're not particularly excited to start any of them right any sleepers uh logan thomas was looking you know was looking good um he had a couple of bad weeks but i think he's probably the number two receiver there in washington (laughs) not saying much but um this this is quite historically a streaming type of position. If you haven't got yeah. one of the top four, top five, then you're streaming, aren't you? Week on yeah, week. you just kind of don't care. You're getting eight points from whoever all the way down. You know, you, you can be taking anyone and you're getting a kind of average five or something, five to eight points. It doesn't really make any odds unless you're getting one of the key guys at the moment. Yeah, you're just plugging someone in hoping they get a touchdown, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the tight end position at least. It's, it feels like just a, you know, like a escalated kicker. I think one um, one sleeper I'd like to mention, Robert Tonyan. Yeah. Um, with Alan Lazard out, I think he's going to get a few looks. And I think today I'm actually starting him in uh, at least one, maybe even two lineups. Um, I, <clears throat> I think he could be in for a big day uh, against the Falcons, particularly with Adams and... Lazard missing, uh, possibly MVS. Who knows? He could have a good day, but you know, on the cheaper end of the scale, I, I still quite like Robert Tonyan and Drew Sample um, for the rest of the season. Right now, we're getting into the IDP world, um, so we'll start with linebackers, as most people tend to, and there are a uh, few surprises and few. Um, not so big surprises. So linebacker one, as per our scoring settings, is Levante David at the moment, Tampa Bay. Uh, Blake Martinez, number two. Eric Kendricks, Paul, I know you've got him at three. Zach Cunningham at four. Miles Jack. And then you've got John Bostick, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Micah Kaiser, I believe, uh, no, Mo, you've got him, uh, Fred Warner, TJ Watt, Jalen Smith, and Josie Jewell. Um, so, linebackers, surprisingly, no Darius Leonard. I know yesterday he went off, um, I know he went off injured, so I don't know if he's going to miss any time or anything, but uh, it's a hard position to call because there's so much it's, fluidity it's... week on week. It changes so often. I mean, it's it's. I think we're. I'm in another league with um, Shigs actually. Where I picked up um, um, John uh, Bostick off off waivers because it's really a uh, really uh, thinner linebacker. Shigs was trying to pick me off on a trade, and I went, "No, nah, it's okay." And I just picked up two top twenty linebackers just on waivers in, in a ten team <laughs> league. There's that they're, they're important. They score high points, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, there this are. is the thing like you said, right? You can you can generally find these guys like like Joe Thomas, for example. I think he's um, you know, he's done all right. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of guys out there. I think our league's a little bit different because it's it's a bit deeper, but generally you can pick up guys off waivers, you know, that can plug a gap. And they're fairly consistent, right? Yeah. You know, the the same position is normal, and it, it it's match up dependent a little bit, but it's. You're going to get a a decent amount. You, yeah, a nice middle linebacker is going to be uh, scoring some decent points for you. 
you're looking at the, the the rankings in the other league we're in. So Zach Cunningham's actually number one. Eric Kendricks is two. Blake Martin is three. Levante David four. Miles Jack five. So you know it, it, it's it's similar, but obviously maybe some of the positions are switched around. But they're like a point and a half, two points difference across. Yeah. Uh, on average, across it, it's they're they're more much of a muchness really. And then you get a step down, I think, probably to the next one, which are you know, three points lower on average. And bear in mind, right, you've got some guys that will have like a monster, like like Jerome Baker, for example, had an absolute monster first game. Mm. Um, you know, he's had two poor games and one average game in between. But, you know, he's still in our settings, linebacker 17. You know, so, you know, that, that one sort of big blow up game where you have a lot of load of tackles can obviously just skew your stats, you know, especially this early in the season. I do like the whole theory, I think, that we all spoke about early on. Having defensive players on, on shitty offensive teams does, does, you know, will actually work for you. And very, you know, which is kind of shown here. Like, you know, you got Martinez up there, you got Cunningham up there, Jack up there. I, you know, talent wise, you know, they're not up there, but they're just going to get that volume. So, um, yeah, I mean, and another thing I've noticed is when you're playing a, a, a crappy offensive team, um, like I think Jewel, for example, the Denver linebacker he got like 33 points or in our in our record in our scoring system just because he played uh the jets yeah so this is this is probably the hardest one so far what would your rest of season top five be then i, I wouldn't well, particularly as, as the idp whisperer we'll start with you <laughs> so who's that to uh, to you you're the uh, you're our idp whisperer i, I wouldn't be particularly confident on um on ordering but i you know i think of the it would be cunningham kendricks um blake levante david jacks uh bostick and bobby wagner you know those those seven i i think would probably make are going to make up the um the the top five but ordering uh, it's a dice roll it's hard isn't it it's really hard i would probably if i had to pick one i'll probably go zach cunningham um because Houston are not looking great. Yeah. So if, if you had to say the rest of the season, number one, you're saying Cunningham. Uh, and then probably Martinez. Yep. Again, I'm exactly the same. Giants just been shocking. That's that's my one and two as well. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, have, I'd have Martinez number one, Cunningham two. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, never there about. Yeah. Splitting hairs, right? But yeah, it's just... Um, it's, um, I'm surprised you haven't got Darius Leonard up there in the top. Yeah, I'll still have Darius Leonard up there in the top five for sure. Yeah, he'd be my number three rest of the season. I don't think his injury is serious. It looks like he'll be back next game. Yeah. Um, yeah the other it. guy for me that um, I don't know how about you know when he's put you back. Um, I think he might be out for a little, little bit. But Christian Kirksey, um, you know, he's he basically took over that Blake Martinez role. You know, then he had you know two excellent games to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think he's got injured, so that that's the problem. Yeah, you know, I think there's always a risk with him was injury risk. But if you know if he's back, then you know the volume, your volume's going to be there. Um, Bobby Wagner, you know, he's been there. You know, it's just the consistency, right? Every week, you know, what you're getting with Bobby Wagner. Yeah, and and that's actually quite a bad defense this year. Um, mm. I mean, I know Jamal Adams been out and so on but they're conceding quite a lot of points and especially the corners they're getting hosed on the corners so generally in shootouts there at seattle 
Mo, have you, have you had a thought on who your top five would be the rest of the season? Any players? I'm going. I'm just going with the IDP whisperer here. I, I, I like <laughs> I like his thought process there. Martinez and Cunningham. Yeah, I, I would say for me, Cunningham, then Martinez, then Darius Leonard. That's the top three. Uh, after that, Eric Kendricks. I think he's been solid all season. He's put at least 10 tackles a game so far. And then you probably they've, have they've to... They've got a pretty bad defense as well, right? Yeah, they've got a bad defense. And then Bobby Wagner, again, um, just an absolute machine. And he's been consistent for so many years. Here's where it gets interesting, though. Some sleepers who you think could still be had on the cheap may even be on waivers, perhaps. Any names that spring out to you, Chiggs? I think he would actually be available on waivers, but um, I mean, Bronco Josie Jewell. Yeah, I mean, AJ Johnson's one that he's obviously not going to be on waivers, but I think you sort of called it um, before the season, Amir, right? Um, You know, he's he's looked really good so far, and he almost had a sack. Uh, I know he got one sack on Donald. He had another one where uh, it was. I think Donald just escaped, but he should have had two sacks there. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how widely owned BJ Goodson is for Cleveland, obviously with Mac Wilson um, being injured. He's had a nice start to the season. I think a player who you may still be able to get for cheap because he's a stud name who's not put in the performances is Joe Schobert. Uh, I think where he would have been drafted, you'd probably expect a little bit more of him. Um, but I think Schobert can, Schobert's worth having. Matt Milano is a name for me. Um, I know Tremaine Edmonds was the guy everyone talked about in um, Buffalo, but Milano's been the one who's been at the heart of the attention and a lot of, uh, a lot of tackles he's putting up. even had a sack uh, a couple of weeks ago. Corn Alexander as well. I think that's the important thing. You know, as you say, there's so many options, so many players. But what you really want is trying to, especially if it, like a league in our, a league like ours where we've got a lot of IDP flex, you want more linebackers than you do DBs or defensive linemen because they're going to be more consistent. And somebody like a lineman's a bit more boom bust. Who is it you took really early? I took Darius Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Right. yeah. Do you feel you may have reached a little for him now? Um, I mean, it's easy to say that now that he's. <laughs> I would bring it up if you got it right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he only put up two <laughs> points yesterday, but you look at the weeks before 15, 15, and 20. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's not many receivers who put up that sort of points consistently. So I, I still don't regret it because. The thing for me is, if I didn't take him there, I don't think I would have got him on the way back because I was an earlier pick in rounds one, three, five. If I didn't take him in three, I don't think he would have fallen to the end of the fourth. So I, I don't mind it for Dynasty. Thing, anyway. right? In terms of the production replacement, this is why I would never reach for someone that early because you, know, if you, talk, you talked about Joe Schober there, right? Um so in, I'm just looking at our other league, but in his first four games, 13, 16, 14, and 10 for an average of 13.25. So, you know, the, the drop-off 
20 players that get an average of 15 points, right? Yeah, whereas, you know, if you're looking at running backs and wide receivers, you know, it's it's really sort of grim, you know, once you once you get past that sort of... Um, you could have had Dak. No, not that early. No chance. I'll take him in the third. In that league, I think. In the, No, he went round one. Cash oh, took him round one. Oh, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was thinking super, it was, it was super, super flex, though, yeah. Yeah, so I said could, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, could have uh, got somebody else, but I still feel I've got, in Dynasty, I've got the number one linebacker, so I'm not yeah. too disappointed. And, um, yeah, my team's putting up decent points at the moment, so... Um, yeah, the team overall, you've got nothing to worry about, right? Cool. Um, defensive linemen. Uh, so at the moment, some of these names may surprise you as well. But uh, we have well, Shaq Barrett, number one. Uh, Alden Smith at number two. Miles Garrett at three. Akeem Hicks, TJ Watt, DeForest Buckner, Aaron Donald, Shelby Harris, Joey Bosa, Kerry Hyder, Justin Houston, Trey Kendrickson and Chris Jones, and then Bradley Chubb will mention as well. Um, obviously, very difficult to predict defensive linemen because of um, you know the dependency on sacks. But uh, Paul, how would you rate your top five rest of season? God, I mean it. It's hard not to just go off what you've already seen, isn't it? But it's there's such a variance in the um, players. I think if I for my number one would be Akeem Hicks. Okay. Um, where was he ranked at the moment? He's four at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd still I'd take him for his consistency. Um, and Miles Garrett, probably probably Miles Garrett then Akeem Hicks. Uh, sorry, Akeem Hicks. Uh, Akeem Hicks. And back in time, there's wide receivers. Um, after that, I think the three to five position, you you got very open. You got quite a big open selection of people you could kind of slot in there. Actually, mm, it's interesting because for me, I think the number one is Miles Garrett. Yeah, for me, for me as well. Um, that, he's. Who, I'm sorry, who that, did I say then? You said Akeem Hicks. Sorry, Miles Garrett one, Hakeem Nicks. Oh Jesus, Akeem Hicks two. Apologies. Okay, yeah, uh, Miles Garrett. And then Alden Smith, probably. But Alden Smith has been very good. I think yeah. the worry with him is his history. He's just got so much history that he's one bad decision away from being suspended again. Um, <laughs> I mean, what I mean, his his performance has been immense. The funny thing is, I was looking at him, you know, in preseason when the, you know as a sort of sleeper, and then he had that blow up first game, and I think Mo outbid me for him in uh, in the league. Three fab dollars, sir. Three fab dollars. Yeah. Not what it cost you. I know, right? And honestly, his production's been fantastic. Yeah. You should you should have a pod there. Just put the whole thousand on one player. You would have yeah. gotten him. It was a little over the top. You know, it's funny. I did that in three leagues. and I only got him in one. Anything <laughs> terrible. Um, but the funny thing is, obviously, Alden Smith's production has kind of meant that um, Demarcus Lawrence has actually been really, really, I mean, talking about real disappointments for me. Demarcus Lawrence is, you know, I don't think even anywhere near the sort of top 30, maybe. Hmm. Is that low? Wow. 
I mean, yeah, I just don't, they don't, I don't even know where he would be um, on the list. But, but yeah, but it's, it's not funny, right? If you look, if you look down to top thirty, I mean, uh, this is not the right league, but you're getting twenty-eight points. And if you go to oh, across five games, fifth is thirty-five points. You're talking seven points from fifth down to tw- to thirtieth. You know, it's so fine the differences. And that's the thing, yeah. It's it's probably of all the positions the hardest to predict because they are going to be sack dependent. And I think it matters the least as well. You know, sometimes you're going to get a big a big score in it. So it's a bit tight endy. Um, for me, without, number without two the guarantee on the upside. For me personally, number two, if you can play him in the position as you can on sleeper, is T.J. Watt because he's a guy who always, as he plays sort of that outside linebacker role, mm. I think he's got possibilities to get tackles and sacks, and he's sort of shown that in the time he's been in the league. So while Miles Garrett's clear number one, I think T.J. Watt for me, and then Aaron Donald probably number three. A little disappointed with um, Aaron Donald. He's had one big game, right? But other than that, he hasn't. Yeah, teams are going to scheme for him, but yeah, they always have. But he's he's managed to seem to get around it previously. Yeah, he's been quite boom or bust. Seventeen and a half, three, thirty-three, seven and a half. So that's what you're going to expect in your um, linemen, really. Yeah. You, know, you don't get many who've been. I know Chris Jones has been quite consistent. I think Grady Jarrett's been quite consistent until he got injured and uh, went off. But it's such a hard position to to prepare for. And in fact, I had to trade one of my linebackers to get some coverage. Once Nick Bosa went out, I was down to Grady Jarrett and no one. So <laughs> I actually ended up trading uh, Eric Wilson to get Fletcher Cox. And Fletcher Cox, you know, got zero yesterday. So that's what you're going to get sometimes with your with your linemen. Yeah, it's annoying when that happens. <clears throat> some of the uh, moving on to DBs then to round off the episode. Some of these names might surprise you. Some of them might not. Um, considering he's only played three games, Mike Hilton is actually number one of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Marlon Humphrey just got a big, big extension. Uh, is number two of the Ravens. <clears throat> they're cornerbacks, so they're obviously going to be interception dependent. Number three, the uh, maybe the surprise package, Marcus May. He's looked really good. I know he had a bit of a down game, but considering he's a waiver wire in probably all leagues, he's been good. Jordan Poyer, number four. Brian Paul. <clears throat> so those Jets defenders. <laughs> what, we did, what did we say about targeting the bad defences? Uh, then you've got Antoine Winfield, who's uh, the free safety at the Bucks. Malcolm Jenkins, John Johnson of the Rams, um, another guy who I think was picked up off waivers. Then you've got a couple of players who are still available on waivers, actually. Uh, Troy Hill, Shaq Griffin, uh, Jesse Bates. Then you've got Jordan Whitehead. Uh, so the names go on. Pierre Desir, uh, James Bradbury, Jamal Adams. We know he missed the last week. So, a few surprise names. Obviously, with the corners, you don't really want to be relying on starting corners, I don't think. But uh, I'd rather start safety. Yeah, I'm. Al- I'm always going safety as well. Um, so, Paul, any uh, any thoughts on who your rest of season top five would be? <sighs> I guess I hate IDB for this. 
Um, you missed out. Who's the Buffalo guy? Jordan Poyer. Yeah, yeah Jordan Poyer. He's number four. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I, I like him. I think he's been good. Um, he's been really good because yeah, I've started him, him every him week. Him and Josh and Jones. Yeah, see, Josh, Josh Jones is a I love. I'd say I'd put him up there, but weirdly in our scoring settings, he's probably like 12th or 15th or something. Is he that low down? Yeah. But in, in our scoring settings, he's uh, number two. He's been so consistent. I think he had seven tackles this weekend. And so, uh, another one I really like is um, Marcus May. You know, he's just, mm-hmm. he's in the right team. He's going to get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of plays. <laughs> He really is. And we've said, you know, target those defensive players on bad teams. I mean, God, I'm, just uh, looking, I'm just looking at the other league, uh, Shiggs and I are in, and in the top nine, there's uh, three Jets DBs. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it kind of tells you a little bit what you need, though, right? Just, yeah, just true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the exceptions are those players like Jordan Poyer who are on good teams, and I mm. think they just get so much pressure. Uh, that you know they get opportunity through tackles and even you know odd interception and stuff. But Marcus May, I think, should be in everyone's top five rest of season if yeah, he is. There's just going to be so much opportunity there. Yeah. Oh, any names you'd like to call out for IDP uh, for uh, defensive back? Sorry. I mean, I'm just going to go with the Panther player Jeremy Chin that you have. But uh, no, I think uh, any Jets corner safety. Um, and then a Poyer. I think those are the only ones that really come to mind. Yeah, I think Jeremy Chin um, is definitely worth uh, considering. 12 tackles he's... last week, 8 this week. And do you he's have actually... uh, the, the, Eagle, um, the Eagles guy as well? Sounds Rodney McLeod or something. Oh, Rodney McLeod. Oh, yeah. my... <laughs> no, not McLeod. Though. It... Yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's had one interception. So he had a decent, he had a really good week. In fact, against the, a good night against the 49ers. eight tackles though as well. So yeah, Rodney McLeod is a um, name to watch out for. But Baker's been he's, um, been excellent. Who's yeah. the quarterback who got? Uh, can't can't remember who it was from uh, this weekend. Who got two, two um, interceptions and one uh, one pick six. Um, Oh, Pierre, Pierre Desir. Yeah, he looked quite good. Yeah, it's because it's uh, they, Brett Ripien kept Brett, throwing to him. Yeah, Brett Ripien kept throwing to him, and <laughs> he got picked off three times by him as well. But it felt like they were doing it on purpose. They felt like they were picking him as a weak, as a weak part of the defense, and uh, showed him up a bit. So, so, do you think that's something to think about in IDP? The, the pick the player who's perceived to be the weak link. Because they may get thrown at more. I, more. I think I think they definitely do, but it's hard to do that. It's you know you you see that matchup where they don't necessarily play left and right, or you know they 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 move to where the wide receiver goes. But it's I think if you're doing it in um in weekly, you could do that. But if you're doing it in season long, it's too hard because you've got a player who's good. You've got to put him in. You can't really go. Oh, he's not going to get the right matchup. It's um if you're going to predict it, sure. But I think no, you're not going to do that, right? In with IDP. So we talked about it before, right? Like you, you're never going to pick someone like um Brian Paul, for example. Well, I mean, you know, um, Jalen Ramsey, right? Because he's so good that you know people are going to stay away from his side of the field. So we've always said 
if you're going to go that, you're going to take the the weaker of the two cornerbacks. You know, because they're going to they're going to see a lot more volume on their side of the field. Um, I think but, it's safeties don't get a sort of negative in the way defenses do. So you need someone who's actually, you know, when every time they get a pass, you, you know, every time a pass gets by them, that's a sort of a negative in a not not hugely negative, but some sort of like sort of detrimental effect to it. Because actually, you're just you're really playing volume with DBs, aren't you? You just want volume hitting them because they're going to get they're going to get some tackles and some interceptions if they if the ball's near them. But it doesn't matter if it goes past them ten times. Mm. And and this is the thing with someone like Pierre Desir, right? Like. How many, you know, how many people are going to start him this week, right? I'm going to say very close to zero. Yeah, yeah. And then he has a big game of that, and then people might chase him now. It's like you still generally want that production of of tackles. You know, that's where your safeties come in. So you know, Antoine Winfield, um, Jesse Bates, John Johnson. You know, look at the kind of guys you're looking at preseason that. You expected to have sort of decent tackle numbers, and if you can get you know the extra playability from interceptions and, and um, fumbles and stuff like that, then that's all very well and good. But you know, you're you're kind of chasing. Yeah, you know, if you just do a um, this is on um MFL in the in the other league, Shigs and Iron. If you just sort it by the highest production this week, rather than and you know they've they've got a reasonable average across it, the top. Well, I'd say ten of the top fifteen are all free agents. In fact, it is ten of the top fifteen are all free agents. Now, okay, you don't know what, don't want it on one week, but there's plenty of people you can pick up in the um, in the DB section. Yeah, true. You you don't really want to be playing more than two of them. And I played two because I thought Chin would have a good day, which he actually did. Otherwise. You want to... I think you also don't. We need to be holding too many of them because you can always. It's a real streaming position. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. It's really deep. Even when it goes through, it's quite. But you also, I think, don't really want to react to a big score. You see a big score one week. That doesn't mean you should expect it next week. It is a bit of a, you know, event thing. Yeah, and if you if you hold a player as such and you get an offer, then try and cash in. Well, yeah, just good. replace your Replacement for anyone else that's the margin, you know, as long as you're getting some value for the trade. If you hold Pierre Desir and you're getting offered the third, I think you want to absolutely sell take that and run, you know, <laughs> take it, take even it while it's there. Even a fifth, flip him, done. Yeah, just flip him, take the pick, you know, sell him, sell him while you can. All right, we, we might have to assess this in a few weeks. Uh, I think tonight we'll find out what's happening with the season. Hopefully, it still is going to be a 16 game season, but. Uh, it's so fluid at the moment, so this was fun. We have to see uh, how how good our predictions are. Maybe in another four weeks or something. So uh, see how we're doing. Now, yeah. So for now, that's me uh, signing out. Uh, QB, sorry, not QB Whisperer, IDP Whisperer, Paul. Have a good evening, all. Jigs. See you guys. And Mo. Giddy up.